Hello this is Diksha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 16th of May. India recorded around 311000 cases of COVID-19 and more than 4000 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally surged past 2 crore 46 lakh while the death toll now stands at over 2 lakh 70000. The official figures as staggering as they are have been reported to be heavy undercounts. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 162 million people, claiming the lives of over 3.36 million. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said today that the lockdown in the capital will be extended by a week till May 24. The Haryana government also extended the lockdown in the state by a week. 83 patients have died at the Goa Medical College and Hospital over the past 5 days allegedly due to oxygen shortage. Goa Health Minister Vishwajit Rane said today that the authorities are streamlining the oxygen supply at the hospital. In the wake of the deaths, the state's opposition Goa Forward Party filed a police complaint Friday against the Chief Minister Pramod Sawant and senior ministers. NDTV reported quoting unidentified officials that the vaccination drive has stopped in several districts of Jammu and Kashmir. An official told the channel that just 504 people were vaccinated across 10 districts in the valley yesterday, while Srinagar district reported zero vaccination. The official added that the Union Territory last received a stock of vaccines on the previous Saturday and there were no vaccines currently available. All India Institute of Medical Sciences Director Dr. Randeep Guleria said yesterday that the cases of mucormycosis or black fungus were rising. He added that it was causing greater morbidity and mortality. Maharashtra, one of the states reporting a rise in black fungus infections, is planning to set up separate wards in hospitals for treatment of the infection. The state's health minister Rajesh Tope said that the rare and dangerous fungal infection has been found in some covid patients as well as those who have recovered from the virus. In Karnataka, the government yesterday decided against allowing home isolation of covid patients in rural areas and slums in urban regions. The government also said it's making necessary arrangements to ensure that they get admitted in covid care centers. The second wave of the pandemic is marked by a greater rural spread in infections in comparison with last year. Senior journalist and managing editor of the Financial Express, Sunil Jain, died due to post-covid complications last night at Ames Delhi at the age of 58. At a time when misinformation and quackery are threatening to compound the horror of the second wave of the pandemic ravaging India, News Laundry is hosting a series of virtual panel discussions on how we can navigate it safely. In our upcoming webinar at 8 p.m. tomorrow, Manisha Pandey is joined by Dr. Sumaya Sheikh, a neuroscientist and founding editor of Alt News Science, and Dr. Priya Sampath Kumar, chair, Infection and Prevention Control at Mayo Clinic. They will address various aspects of COVID care and ways to tackle misinformation. It will also feature a question and answer session with the panel. But this event is only for our subscribers. So to catch it live, head on to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner after which you can register for the webinar. Our story of the week this time is about the dead bodies found floating and buried along the banks of River Ganga in Uttar Pradesh, Madhya Pradesh and Bihar. We will come back to it later in the episode. The Delhi police have arrested at least 25 people for putting up posters criticizing Prime Minister Narendra Modi across the city. The Indian Express reported today that the arrested persons include a 19-year-old boy, a 30-year-old rickshaw driver and a senior citizen. The posters questioned the PM for exporting COVID vaccines without first inoculating Indian citizens. They read and I quote, "Modi ji, why did you send our children's vaccines abroad?" 
According to the Indian Express, the police claimed that four men arrested in Kalyanpuri in East Delhi had put up the posters on behalf of Amadni Party councillor Dhirendra Kumar. The councillor, however, said he was not aware of any such accusations. Since the 20th of January, India has exported around 6.6 crore vaccine doses to 95 countries under the Vaccine Maitri Initiative. This came when several states were facing vaccine shortages and some even halted their vaccination drives. As they struggle to arrange vaccine doses for the 18 to 44 age group, at least 8 states have decided to float global tenders for procuring the doses. The Indian Meteorological Department said this morning that cyclone Taute has intensified into a very severe cyclonic storm over the East Central Arabian Sea. It added that the cyclone was likely to expand and intensify further in the next 12 hours. Taute reached Goa by late afternoon today, bringing gusty winds, high tides and heavy rainfall. The state's power minister said that power supply in many areas of Goa was disrupted today as electric poles were uprooted by the high-speed winds. Kerala, Karnataka as well as parts of Maharashtra experienced heavy rains today under the influence of the intensifying cyclone. These states are on high alert with transport services suspended and the deployment of emergency and relief teams. The Hindu reported that two people died in Kerala yesterday amid the torrential rains and at least 2000 others had to be evacuated to 71 relief camps. The Jammu and Kashmir police Saturday arrested 21 people for expressing solidarity with Palestinians and holding protests against the ongoing Israeli military assaults on the Gaza Strip. According to the Hindu, the police called the demonstrations an attempt to engineer and incite violence on streets of the Union territory. Inspector General Vijay Kumar told the newspaper that out of the 21 people arrested, 20 were booked in Srinagar and one in Shopian. The arrest came a day after demonstrations in Srinagar where a small group burnt an Israeli flag and drew graffiti in support of the Palestinians. Kashmiri artist Mudassir Gul, who painted pro-Palestinian graffiti on a bridge in Srinagar on Friday, was among those arrested. Coming back to our story of the week, as the death toll from COVID continued to rise, Horrifying visuals have emerged from Uttar Pradesh, Bihar and Madhya Pradesh showing thousands of bodies floating down the river Ganga or buried along its banks. Reuters reported today, quoting a letter written by a UP government official, that the bodies could be of COVID victims. The bodies are being thrown in the river, the letter suggests, because their families can't afford to pay for cremation or due to fear of contracting the disease in rural areas. On Monday, bodies floating in the Ganga in Baksar district of Bihar caused panic among residents. Reports pegged the number of corpses between 12 to 150. On Tuesday, unidentified bodies of suspected COVID patients were found floating in Ganga in UP's Ghazipur district. The same day, a similar incident was reported in Madhya Pradesh's Panna district. On Wednesday, several bodies were found buried in the sand along the banks of the Ganga river in two locations of UP's Unnao district. On Thursday, seven bodies were found floating in the river in Varanasi district. On Friday, Hindi newspaper Dainik Bhaskar reported that its team of 30 reporters travelled across 27 districts of UP and saw at least 2,000 corpses floating in the Ganga or buried in a 1,140-kilometre stretch along its banks. The second wave of the pandemic in India has witnessed not only a collapse of the healthcare system, but also a paucity of resources to perform last rites of the dead. Reports in the past few weeks have detailed bodies being piled up during transportation, lying in long queues at cremation and burial grounds, and families being charged exorbitantly for cremations. 
In Uttar Pradesh's Varanasi, News Laundry's Akansha Kumar saw the same situation at Harish Chandra Ghat, where cremation workers continue to demand exorbitant sums for conducting funeral rites despite the local administration having capped the rates. To address this and to ease the pressure on the Ghats as bodies continue to pour in, the administration has also opened another cremation site, which Akansha found was managed by no one. She also spoke to the families who, in their helplessness, were forced to pay high sums for funeral rites and to crematorium workers who are not provided any protective gear. To watch her video report, go to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Profiteering from a Pandemic at Varanasi's Ghats. News Laundry's reporters have been on the ground in Uttar Pradesh covering the worsening COVID situation. The state's administration, especially the Chief Minister, Yogi Adityanath, is in denial about the abysmal state of affairs despite alarming reports and visuals coming out of UP every day. While we are striving to do our job as an independent media organisation, holding power to account and reporting the truth, we do need resources to keep going. We are not funded by advertisement money from governments or corporations, but by our subscribers who pay to power our coverage. Even this podcast you're listening to is possible because of the support of our subscribers. So, if you like what we do, Please consider supporting us by hitting that subscribe button on newslaundry.com. Lowest subscriptions start at just 300 rupees a month. And now for some international news. Israeli airstrikes on Gaza continued for the seventh consecutive day today, killing 26 Palestinians, including eight children, just this morning. In retaliation, Hamas fired rockets into Israel. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said today that the attacks on Gaza would continue as long as they were necessary. Yesterday, an Israeli airstrike in Gaza razed to the ground a 13-floor building housing offices of media outlets Al Jazeera and Associated Press. The Israel military said, without providing any evidence, that the building was a military target hosting Hamas military offices. The Associated Press condemned the attack, asking Israel to present evidence of Hamas' presence in the building. So far, the Israeli airstrikes that began on Monday have killed at least 174 people, including 47 children, according to Gaza health officials. On the other side, Hamas rocket attacks have reportedly killed 10 Israelis, including two children. This latest bout of violence in Palestine began when Israeli military cracked down on Palestinians and left-wing Israelis protesting against Palestinian families being forcibly evicted from their homes in Jerusalem in order to hand them over to Jewish settlers. On May 7, Israeli forces fired rubber bullets, tear gas and stun grenades at worshippers inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.